0: episode of the light i'm scott pearson and as always i'm joined by the ever unpredictable detron edwards and the mythical diabolical john l fellas what's up what's good what's up what's up what's up what's going on john how's your week man
1: good man good man and yours
0: oh man anytime i can get up here and and record this show with you guys it's a beautiful day for me indeed man just glad, I could, you know, that we're able to come together and do this yet again, you know, for the first time in 2016. You know, I predict big things for us this year. No doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. Mm-hmm. That's Ron, what's up, man? Where you at? I'm right here. It's on and popping. You know, how I do, you know, my, my Cowboys ain't in it no more, but hey, you know, I'm, I'm still a little trouble for football. I'm still riding. Jerry Jones, kill yourself.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kill you, kill yourself. Jesus. Y'all be back. I mean the Cowboys, you guys, I mean, that's one of the preeminent organizations in football. Y'all be back. Man. There's no way you'd be down for that. Man. Listen, man. Listen. They have
2: been. <laughs>
0: yeah, he
2: shot fire. <laughs> yeah, we we've we've been down we've been down but not out. But Jesus, man. This you can't even sit up there and say nothing with, with this dude, man. It's just he he he's just something different. Jerry Jones is the new Al Davis. <laughs> he don't care exactly. what it? He just And don't guess who's on his route to go there <laughs> yeah.
1: Your boy, uh, what's his name, uh, Snyder And your boy is the young Jerry, Daniel Snyder is the young Jerry Jones So yeah. pretty soon he's going to have that Washington football team looking just like that Dallas football
2: team They're just like kids with toys, man uh, Like playing play oh. Right, right, right no. <laughs> Yo, Can I ask a question? What's up? Why are we on the Cowboys like that? You ain't got to treat them like that. Okay, it's, hold on. Hold, hey, yo. We y'all, were talking hey, about. We were talking about. I got somebody I want to talk to y'all. Come here. Come here. I got somebody want to talk to y'all. Come here.
1: Nah, man. Nah, man. We ain't got time for all that
2: debt. <laughs> nah, nah. nah. <laughs> Let them have it, dude. Let them have it. All right, what's up? Uh, yo, <laughs> y'all. Go <on. laughs> oh, y'all gone. Oh, what's up, Peter? Y'all gone. Y'all, y'all pussy, American. Y'all, y'all come chat about the motherfucking football. Football. Yeah, football no better than soccer. Soccer, they real sport. You got to be a reading man to play soccer. John, I need a translation, man. I don't know what he said, but something <laughs> about the fact that he
1: feels as though soccer is the original football, it's older, I understand it's more global, but you're in, you know what I mean, the confines of CONUS, <laughs> you know, so right now you're in the confines of CONUS, so we're talking that football that there's a pigskin, and it's... Ablong and we go 100 yards by 55 yeah. yards
2: and it's playoff time. Let me, you, let me tell you like about it, something. Yeah Yo, You know, come chat me about football. You know, come telling me uh, your football is is the ablong ball. It's this or that You you have to play Soccer soccer keep your wind up keep you moving keep you running Yo, women come out there. They come see you they come for see you with your shirt off and You you want to sit up there and say or uh, uh, football football the bad boy wear pads no pods, no no fast man liquor upon the upon the soccer court. Mm-hmm. So, let me tell you this: only reason me come down today is because of who you talked about. Only reason me come today is because of who you talked on the radio about today. Big up, no respect, KRS One. That's the only reason why me here. So, wow. you wanna talk about? you wanna talk about football? I got the football for you. This one be killer.
0: I like it. I like it. I like it. And you're right. We definitely be going to hit on the Blastmaster
2: this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Big one. Okay.
0: Hey, but check it out. Before we do that, though, what do you guys think about the last week episode?
1: What we're seeing on the Facebook page and what we're seeing, you know what I mean, elsewhere is telling us that uh, people are hungry for real hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm loving the response on the Facebook page, as you already said, you know what I mean? And that episode, I think, really brought a lot of people into the mix because when you think about the 80s hip hop, when I say the 80s, I'm talking about like the Founding Fathers other than Run DMC, because, we, because, because we've done some of those. Mm-hmm. That takes a real educated ear for hip-hop to really go there with us. Mm-hmm. But when you hit on Cube, someone who had a, you know, a large amount of commercial success early off, then that gives people... A lot more to come and gravitate around. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the I think that's one of the things that we saw on the page. Mm-hmm. You know, other than the fact that you know, from what everyone's saying, they enjoy the content. So we're just going to keep bringing that. But at the same time, I think, like I said, you know, everyone's thirsty for that real hip hop.
0: I think the thing that shocked me the most, man. I mean, we made some strong statements in that episode. You know, mainly uh, about Q being. You know at the forefront of being that main that main cat on nwa and when he left nwa kind of shriveled down you know what i mean to really nothing and just disappeared nobody really except for about two people on the fan page nobody really disputed that i think that shocked me more than anything you had a few cats that was talking about how that niggas for life joint where Ren was at the forefront where you kind of went harder than when q was there and like you know those comments kind of fizzled away not taken away from the opinions you know, of our listeners, but it was kind of interesting where, you know, I would say maybe, uh, you know, above 95% of our listeners agreed wholeheartedly with
1: what we had to say. No, no doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And like I said, you know, everyone's digging the content. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, here at The Light Podcast, it's, it's, it's always been, you know, about the MC, you know what I mean? And the, the authenticity of, of his or her message. It's always been about his crew, you know what I mean? And the story that, that led us to the creation of their work. You know, we kind of sit around and discuss that round table whether it be the producer, the engineers, you know, or the collabs that kind of force us to sit down and talk about these albums all these years later. So my question for y'all is this, what albums that were released recently will be talked about years from now? You know, what artists, what producers, what engineers? You know, we do our best as hosts of the show to, uh, to enlighten our listeners about the essence of hip hop through, through our discussion. So how can we bridge that mission with what's happening right now today in hip-hop.
1: How can we bridge it as The Light Podcast, or how can we bring about elevating or illuminating what's trying to be bridged? We've done enough of voicing our displeasure about the state of hip-hop now,
0: right? So let's take it, let's start taking it, I mean, 2016, man. I mean, first episode of The Light right here. Let's look at the other side, right? I mean, we we talk about the message, we talk about, you know, the essence of hip-hop and all of that. So how can we bridge that mission, the mission of The Light Podcast, to what's happening today, and specifically, you know, what albums that are that are out that have been released recently will we will be talked about years and now? The same way we be talking about these classics now.
1: I would honestly say Kanye's uh, Yeezus. Did you
0: mean Yeezus, or did you mean that uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy joint? Yeezus. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: I think uh, Kendrick Lamar's The Pimp a Butterfly. Okay. Definitely. I mean, because there's been some bangers that have fallen. When was Jay Z's last one? But other than that, man, I, I, I think it's hard to stretch down. There are so many, there's so much bullshit out up there, man. Every year the industry is more saturated with industry rap. Whereas when you see, we hear people like Locksmith, how is it that this cat from South Africa proverb can't get on here in the States? So I think for us in our mission as the Light Podcast, we're just gonna keep bringing it and just keep elevating who these artists are. Mm-hmm. and and keep exposing who the industry is putting out there and force feeding to the consumer. Right. I mean, we know that's going on, right? We know the
0: industry's force feeding. We know there's a plan. You know, we know that there's a strategy. And we know, you know, we talked about it every week. You know what I'm saying? We know the artists that are being, that are part of that plan, whether they know it or
2: not. All right. So, so, but let's ask though, I mean, like, ASAP Rocky.
0: Okay. How do you think he'll hit? Um, see, he's kind of frustrating for me, man, because he'll release something. Like that joint he had with Kendrick and uh, and Drake a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. a few years ago. I was I was feeling that, man. I was feeling that, you know what I mean? And then, like you listen to his album and I think he's whack, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he, uh, like he's not he's not somebody I'm checking for, you know what I mean? So, and then, but then he'll come back and release something and I hear something
2: and I'm like, oh, okay, that's dope. See, but you, you said somebody else I was going to after that. Who's that? Drake. Yeah. I think Drake years from now, even though I don't like him personally, mm-hmm. Will be relevant on people's minds year from now, years from now, saying I agree. that oh he he did his thing back when he could, you know, and and then you go with uh Lupe fiasco. Yeah, he had something hot for a minute, but it just seemed like he he started going left, and I, I don't know what's going on with him. And then y'all sit up there because uh, the two of y'all I remember talking to me about it on one show talking about Joey Badass. Yeah, I'm not feeling him myself, mm-hmm. but. He put something out last year on uh 2015. Mm-hmm. future to me sucks i can't give a future uh big sean is okay meek mill to me is by himself on his album yeah just don't come for nobody Meek. stay in your lane you came for a light-skinned dude and got cut up like yo he punched you in your kidneys he gave you a liver shot it was finished for you in five minutes. Y'all should know not to come for some of these light skin rappers. LL did a lot of people dirty. He's light skin. <laughs> Leave him alone. Stop it. You know, sure. yeah. it's not worth it to do that. Then you got Wale. What about Wale? Yeah, I like Wale, man. I like Wale. People, some people said there and said Wale was kind of garbage. I, I, I like Wale. He yeah. was, he was like, right.
0: um, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of partial I, to those that that are saying something. I mean, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I mean, I just want to say nah. that about Wale. You know.
2: Yeah, and exactly. That's why I kind of like Wale. Somebody was telling me Wale's garbage. I was like, nah, Wale's pretty hot. He's better than Rick Ross to me. Oh my God. Rick Ross came out last year. Rick Ross is garbage.
0: Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, don't get me started. I mean, but uh, John, you said something that I wanted to to hit back on, man. I didn't want to leave off was that Jesus album. I mean, I think, you know, pre Kardashian, Kanye was on his way to becoming legendary. You know what i'm saying i'm not saying this kardashian's fault or whatever like that but yeezus falls into that side of the equation when you know he was under the influence i say that man, he was under the influence man i can't ride with that yeezus joint man <laughs> there's there's that there's that one cut on the Yeezys album that i like but everything That's I mean, right. the new slaves i mean i i like that joint new slaves man you know i think i think i think that was that was probably the best cut on on the album right there everything else i couldn't really ride with it man i mean i know it was it was new he was coming for something different it was just i don't know man like that daft punk influence even though daft punk is is, is dope you know he had you know some rick rubin in there but uh,
1: i can't ride yeah, yeah, i can't ride man daft punk is definitely dope yeezus yeah, is crazy yeezus is crazy man. if you step through that yeezus cd and you listen to everything that he was saying, man. I, I, to me, to me, that showed if Kanye can really just focus, man, just focus for a minute, man, where that kid can go, man. Okay. That Damn. that Jesus joint is so deep. If you listen, if you just look at the track list for Yeezus, and I know we're not, we're who we're about to talk about is the greatest lyricists of all time, period. And I know we don't like doing lists, yeah. I know that, and I, everyone on this show, we have a strong disdain for lists, <laughs> uh, you know, but I always have said that, you know, whatever list you create relevant to hip hop and relevant to lyrics, lyricists, MC, spelled the right way, KRS is number one on all those lists. Yeah. So, you know, but when you listen to that Yeezus, you, you step through that thing one more time and just hear how deep he went on that joint. That joint is fire.
2: Okay, I'll do it again. I mean, I was looking for John, that. no, John, John, the boy is delusional. He is on that stuff. Something is wrong with that boy. To think, to call himself so close to Jesus, like I'm Jesus. I'm not Jesus. I'm Jesus. It, something is wrong with the boy. I told you, see, he's special. He, he is very special. You got to think about it. You said it may not be the Kardashians. It is the Kardashians. And you know what? But what did they say about Samson? When he sat in that chair and that woman cut his hair off, it took Samson's strength. She done sat that booty on that boy and took all of his hip-hop strength. He is done. I can't disagree. I mean,
0: John, I, admittedly, I'm I'm hard-headed. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I was used to that classic Kanye sound. Like, I thought he was going to revolutionize hip-hop. It was just a drop-off. I mean, I just... I don't know, man. Maybe we can, you know, hit it offline and you can, like, walk me through it, man. But I was, you know, I'm looking at Watch the Throne. I'm looking at Dark Twisted
2: Fantasy. You feel me? You In know, it, we're not. Uh, not the country. You know when I realized the boy was going when he sat up there and they did it. They followed him on MTV or something, and the boy was buying a ten thousand dollar polo blazer. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I still got love for Kanye, man.
0: I still got love for Kanye. Anything he does, I'm checking for it, man. But yeah, I go back and listen again. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not, I'm not closed minded. I'm definitely open minded and objective. I listen to it again, but maybe I was listening, maybe I was looking forward to something else before I put that in. You know what I mean?
1: But here's the funny thing, when, when you look at who the industry will say the answer to your question is, you know what I mean, and don't, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't think that somebody like a Rick Ross or a Kid Cudi, I wouldn't think that those guys would be the echelons of hip hop over the last 10 years. But when you look at what the industry is trying to sell you, that's what they're saying. You know what exactly. I mean? I mean, they're, they're, they do put out there that Drake. I mean, I didn't even mention Drake because that, you know, he kind of goes without saying. He's flooded <laughs> the streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City, I mean, that joint took over 2012. Right. There's nothing you can say
2: about that. No. You know what saying? You're i saying? Mean? When you're walking around the White House with the president after one album. Yeah. The. the <laughs> You know the public and the world felt you at that point no doubt i mean
0: and not only that but i mean not like the grammys mean too much but it definitely is a measure it's a point of reference but he almost has as many grammy nominations as thriller he almost broke that record let's think about that for a minute you know wow. what I'm saying? i Pimper, didn't even know that yeah are you serious oh uh, yeah the pimp a butterfly has i think 11 grammy nominations thriller had 12. he almost broke thriller's record bro i mean think about that for a second
1: man. that's bananas yeah that's straight bananas it
0: is as far as who I think we're going to be talking about, like we talking about these guys, I think Joey Badass is definitely one of them. I think Sky Ju is definitely one of them. But I think, you know, some up-and-comers that are hitting right now are, are guys that we're going to be talking about as well. They're going to have some longevity in their career. You know, we're talking about Pun son, Chris Rivers. That dude is bubbling, man. I mean, he's he's doing it the right way. He's grinding. I mean, he's, he's starting from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's hitting the underground. He's putting his videos out on YouTube, and he's – He's smashing him. I mean he definitely he definitely got you know what I'm saying his father's lyrical ability you know he's building uh, he's building a base a fan base and I think he, when he hits it he's gonna hit hard and he's gonna hold on to it I gotta get up on him man yeah, I'm Rivers. not I'm not familiar with him yo Chris Rivers is no joke but uh, oh, yeah. yeah but speaking of massive MCs this week will to rap and put on one of the most dominant performances ever put on wax And discuss its impact to not only an entire region of the US, but to hip hop as a whole. Criminal Minded was more than just an album. It was a statement from the most conscious MC to ever decide to pick up a microphone. KRS One is the teacher. Every record is a lesson. He's been enforcing the laws of hip hop for 30 plus years. KRS is about the obtainment of knowledge. He's about upliftment from one circumstances through the application of that knowledge. I mean, he's definitely the undefinable, the undefinable and supreme voice for hip hop culture as we know it. He goes after those who feels that that aren't following the blueprint, you know, for all intents and purposes. I said it before, he and Chuck D are the defense ministers, the lawyers, the judge, and the jury of hip hop. Right, this is where we draw a line in the sand and say, look, everybody on this side, you know what I'm saying, this is who we riding with. You know, this is the standard right here. I mean, not just from our perspective, but from hip hop. Right, right. You know what I mean? No no doubt. Yeah, I mean, we got to do it right for 2016. I think this is how we kick it off, fellas. All right, you're listening to The Light Podcast, and as always, you can reach us on Twitter at The Light Podcast or our Facebook page. Just search for The Light Podcast and drop us a message. We always respond. We always show love. Now, a little knowledge for your brain. DJ
3: Doc, you know he's down with us. D Square, he's down with us. Keep Keyboard Money Mike is down with us. ICU, you know he's down with us. D Nice and Mick they are down with us. Miss Melody, she's down with us. Just Ice and DMX are down with us. My manager Mo, he's down with us. Castle D, boy, he's down with us. DJ Red Alert, he's down with us, RoboCop Boy's down with us, making funky music is a must. I'm number one, 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 one. one.
2: And as always, we like to give you a little hip-hop history, followed by a little black history. So, just to let you know, January 15th, 1985, and this one is big to me, dear to my heart. Run DMC released a classic hit song, King of Rock on Profile Records on this day in 1985. The hit single and title track from their sophomore album This is their second album that went platinum, double platinum, triple platinum, released a week later, followed in a rap rock fusion mode because they remember they were some of the first ones to go along with mixing rock and rap together and don't forget Rockbox was also on that sophomore album so big up to run dmc some of the best that ever did it rest in peace jam master j now as we slide over to black history january 15th 1929 martin luther king jr was born in atlanta he was first given the name Michael Luther King. The name formally changed later on to Martin at a later date. I think it was to follow one of his uncles at that time, but uh, or after named after a uh, a saint or something. I'm not sure. I, f- I forgot the uh, actual story behind that. But one thing I definitely want to say is, you know, rest in peace to Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, and bless you for being born on this date. Peace.
3: It's a new civilization. Breaking, MCing, graffiti art, DJing. The reason most sociologists don't regard hip-hop as a culture is because they don't respect you or me. They don't respect us as people. Anytime groups of humans come together for one thing, they form culture. Now that's the textbook. I don't know the sociologists that can't see that, it's their ignorance, not us. They are. Sociologists only know rap, which is the commercial version of MC. Their knowledge is small, not ours. We are MCs, E-M-C-E-E-I-N. These are the elements. Breaking, and MCing, and Graffiti on DJing, these are elements. Now, most people look at breaking up seeing the graffiti on DJs and, DJing, and just, oh, just some black kids dancing. That's their prejudice. If we just look at the facts, we call our expression elements. We spell them as elements. This doesn't, it doesn't matter what sociologists think. We have higher knowledge. They need to we learn. Need to learn.
0: Is in sessions. Now, just a little, I want to clarify some things, all right? I mean, typically what we do is here on the show, we'd like to tackle the debut albums of some classic MCs, some classic groups, and uh, one of the things I said in the intro was that today we were going to hit on the class, the uh, debut album of KRS. Now, that was meant, I meant no disrespect. This is the debut album of Boogie Down Productions. That's KRS-One and Scott LaRock. Scott LaRock was just as important, just as groundbreaking just as instrumental to every one of these songs as KRS one was. So I think we should talk about Scott Rock just like we talk about KRS. So I just that's what I wanted to clarify.
2: And not to stop. Yeah. Cause cause it, you know, my mind is going and you know, and yeah. y'all two know. Yeah. I, I I fought for this a long time ago saying, yo, okay, we gotta do KRS KRS, KRS. And for, for us to actually do it now, you gotta pay respect to Scott Rock. You know why? Mm. Because in the beginning, That's who the group was named after. It was Scott LaRock and The Celebrity Three. That's who it was. The two other members left the group. Then it became Scott LaRock and KRS. And them two together said, no, we need a different thing." And that's how they became Boogie Down Production. So it was actually Scott LaRock. Now, not disrespecting the rest of BDP that came along later on, but let's be real and let's be conscious about this. That was the original name, Scott LaRock and the Celebrity Three. And then you sit up there and you say, all right, well, the two other members left, which they're probably kicking themselves now. And then you come back to say, all right, K.R.S. And, and Scott LaRock. And then they said, together, yo, we need to sit up there and come up with something different. And they created Boogie Down Production. So, we are really paying respect to all of Boogie Down Productions. But, you gotta pay respect and homage to the two that actually created
0: Boogie Down Productions. No doubt, man. No doubt. And uh, let's also not forget where the term Boogie Down came from. I mean, KRS and Scott LaRock always wanted you to know where they came from. You know what I'm saying? So, Boogie Down being just another name for the Bronx. The Boogie Down Bronx. But the first track on this joint, Poetry. I mean... There's some things that he talked about on this particular track that wasn't really talked about collectively in hip hop at the time. First, he told you this is a lecture. And let me ask y'all, I mean, what MC referred to their records as lectures back then? Who refers to their records as
2: lectures now? Nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Nobody. But you know what? You have to understand why, though. You have to understand why he sees himself as a lecturer, as a teacher. Harris one was originally born in Brooklyn he's not originally from the South Bronx he left because he wanted to be a rapper he left at 16 years old from his parents home who were still alive he didn't just you know his parents died and left him homeless no he walked away saying he was going to be successful as a rapper and he left he ended up in a uh, shelter in the South Bronx what happened was because he was so big on Hare Krishna the people in the shelter started calling him Krishna. So if his name became, his middle name became Krishna. So he just took Krishna and created Chris. And then because of the graffiti style back then, because you know, back then, you, you had to have one behind your name or a number behind your name when you are doing graffiti. He came along with one behind KRS 1 and let that last out, saying, "Yo, I'm, I'm Krishna 1. And then it just be, it got shortened into K R S 1. So, to follow the Hare Krishna religion, to understand what they were really about. They were about teachings, they were about spiritual enlightenment, they were about non-violent movements. So he followed all of that, but this is where his teachings come into play at. It's full of teachings because he followed them, he followed Gandhi, several people. And for him to be called Krishna That is a big respect For anybody to pay you to to name you
0: After a whole religion I mean K.R.S. is definitely in in a class By himself I mean there's no one like him Back then there's no one like him Now and there'll never be someone anyone like him You know in the future I mean this particular track here Poetry I mean just the name of the track alone I mean I'm checking for it because I mean I look at the lyrics You know how clever the MC is You know and he tells you in this particular track here there's just so many gems i mean krs he gives you the blueprint to greatness and then the question exactly. then becomes you know what i'm saying the question then becomes who listened and who didn't i mean let's go up in the first verse he said maybe you should touch reality stop wishing for beats with plenty bass and lyrics set in haste if this meaning doesn't manifest then put it to rest he's telling you stop stop it You know, I'm a poet. You know what I'm saying? I'm a poet. You try to show it, yet you blow it. It takes
2: concentration for fresh communication. Let's not forget, he put the originator of hip-hop in this song, too. James Brown. Yo, when that came on, you get his beat and poetry? Mm -hmm. That right there. Listen, you can't sit still. You can't. John, think about the song right now. I bet you can't sit still just thinking about it.
1: Brother, listen, I am you don't know how I'm holding on to the I'm holding on to everything I have in me not to cut y'all off.
4: Yeah. I'm trying to let y'all talk.
1: Oh I know. I know. You know what I mean? I because know. let me tell you, once I start going, uh, I'm trying to tell you. So let me go ahead and hit my pause again. I know you. Y'all know how I get. Yeah, yeah. Then go ahead, Dad. I'm just I'm Just, I'm over here rocking in the chair like a fat chick looking at a buffet at the last piece Uh, of chicken.
2: Nobody better touch it. (laughs) Single, no more, no less. The hardcore, intelligent rapper. Good Lord. Yeah. That one verse, I latched on to
0: him after that. You know what I'm saying? I never let go. You know what I'm saying? I'll just repeat it again real quick. He said, maybe you should touch reality, stop wishing for beats with plenty bass and lyrics set in haste. Bro, he's telling you how to be an MC. If this meaning doesn't manifest, put it to rest. Stop it. Just do something else. I'm a poet. You try to show it, yet you blow it. It takes concentration for fresh communication. Hey, he said it before, and he said it again. Speak clearly. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Right? Observation. That is to see without speaking. Take off your coat. Take notes. I'm teaching. Hey, did you, did you hear what Come he on. said? <laughs> Come on. now. Did you hear what he said? And then, like that De- said, he tells you who he is. KRS One means that simply one KRS. There's only one Chris Parker. That's all. That's it. Solo, single, no more, no less. Do you? I mean, if you want to be an MC, if you want to do this, bro, play this record right here. Just
2: play it. The teacher, the what class is say? in session. Man. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. This is this is beauty. This is hip hop beauty right here, and I don't I don't What's say up? that about many things. This is hip hop beauty listen man i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm just gonna
1: i'm i'm gonna hit you right here with the whole thing for him krs1 tells you in the middle of verse two from where he says boogie down productions is somewhat an experiment and then he closes that verse off with what my theory experiment and theory. You see how he just closed that and then in the middle of that he tells you he got the antidote. You understand what I'm saying? Now to put all that together KRS-One without a doubt is the greatest lyricist of all time. Boogie Down Productions is somewhat an experiment. The antidote for sucker MCs because they're the sickness. You understand what I'm saying? And he's taking you, where is he taking you? Into the lab. Experiment, <laughs> antidote, theory, it's self-explanatory. Noah's writing for me. He's telling you. No, The poetry I'm rattling is really not for battling But if you want, I, I will simply change the program. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can take that one plus one and then make that one times one. I can make that one divided by one. I can find that square root of one. I can break you down however you want me to break you down. Boogie Down Productions attempts to prove something. I say hypothetical, so take a minute now to hear me. You gotta understand when you're hearing these lyrics, if you were born in 95 past, you gotta go back and break this down right here. Criminal minded is giving you everything you need to know about hip-hop, giving you everything you need to know about hip-hop cultures, giving you everything you need to know about the drug game. You understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you know, because he'll tell you, I will pull out my nine. And he, he will tell you, I mean, figuratively and literally. The shelters is not an easy, that's not an easy way to go. There's a little bit of treachery down in there, you know? So imagine this guy and he comes up through that And that just tells you a rose can grow through the concrete. That's what KRS is. All the struggle, all the strife that you can possibly imagine, and he still maintained to keep his mind clear and fresh.
0: He was leaps and bounds above anyone. From a mental sharpness standpoint, from an observational standpoint, and he says it right there in the beginning. Observation, that is to see without speaking. And John, I speak clearly. There's no misunderstandings about what I'm saying. I speak clearly. There's no slang. You see what I'm saying? I mean, very little oh, slang. No. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, there's,
1: oh, no. there's oh, none no. of that. None there of that. are commas. Yeah. You see commas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are half stops. There are full stops. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. understand what I'm saying? There, there are quotations. Yeah. yeah. So how can I get my message across? I, I, I can't get my message across being everybody else. That just tells you the level, the mental level that this cat is on. This dude has artistic ability in him. But he's also a highly cerebral individual
0: because he is the teacher. He's the scholar. You know what I mean? Take off your coat. Take notes. I'm
1: teaching a class right. around school because right. you need schooling. Exactly. But if you think about it from this perspective, this is the first track on this cut. Mm-hmm. And he's laying down to you how he's going to approach the rap game is poetry to him. Yo, what's up, Blastmaster K-R-S-1? This
3: jam is kicking words. Yo, what up, D-Nice? Yo, what's up, Scott LaRocque? Yo, man, we chillin' this funky fresh jam. I wanna tell you a little something about us. We're the Boogie Down Production Crew. And due to the fact that no one outside there knew what time it was, we have to tell you a little story about where we come from. South Bronx. The South South Bronx. South Bronx. Tell me this style is terrific It is kinda different But let's get specific KRS-One specialized in music I'll only use this type of style when I choose it Party people in the place that be KRS-One Attacked You got dropped off MCA Cause the rhymes you wrote was whack So you think that hip hop had this star Out in Queensbridge If you pop that junk up in the Bronx You might not live South
0: Bronx. Next track, South South Bronx. 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 Listen, if there was any question about where this thing called hip-hop started listen to this record right here for any type of misunderstanding for any type of questions for any type of confusion if you want some some clarity as as to what this thing called hip-hop is about and where it came from put on track two of criminal mind in south bronx this is the ultimate disc record coupled with a history lesson about not only new york city but about hip-hop in general. Back in the day when hip-hop began with Coke, Rock, Cool Herc, and Bam. Right. He talks about the street lights. You know, power from a streetlight made the place dark.
2: You talking about when Cool Hurt created hip hop back in 1973, 1520 Cedric Avenue? That's what I'm talking the about. Brother had, the brother had a guitar amp for a speaker mm. and two turntables. Hey, they got to know it. They got to know it that. And Cool Hurt, people don't know, Cool Hurt was originally from Jamaica. Hip hop has its connection way before people brought it out later on with reggae and with all these other styles. Calypso
0: and reggae from Jamaica. That's what's up. I mean, they got to know the history. You dig a little deeper in this verse. I mean, he talks about Red Alert too. DJ Red Alert, Chuck Chill Out on the mix. When Africa Islam was rocking the jams, on the other side was that Kid Flash. Now let's do a little let's do a little rewind. Hey, hey somebody tell me who Africa Islam is and why he's so important to us. You know
2: ice you know? T. Ice T, bro. Ice T. <laughs> let's go even deeper. When they wasn't they wasn't checking for Ice T on the West Coast, Ice T came out here to New York and stayed with Africa Islam. Mm-hmm. Him and his him and his wife Darlene, they stayed with Africa Islam. In his apartment. He said, that, you know, that he stayed out here with him, And they were sharing the bathroom with other people on the floor. But they stayed out here. That's the struggles of real hip-hop. To know things that you got to go through to make it to where you're at. And and that's where he is. And he, let's go even further. I'm talking about all these people, KRS One Name. A lot of people don't even know. He first went to Mr. Magic and Marley Mall to try and get put on. They dissed KRS. When he came at Shan and he came with everybody, the Juice Crew and everybody else, that's because they was down with Mr. Magic and DJ Marley Moore.
0: That's why he came for them originally. Let's talk about the origination of this record. BDP made this record, you know, in response to uh, to what Shan and the Juice yep. Crew was talking about over in Queens. They came with this. Yep. They came with this. I mean, did y'all see the, uh, the uh, Time is Illmatic Nas documentary? Did y'all see that? Yeah. <laughs>
4: 1985, maybe I'm 11, maybe I'm 12. My man comes to get me, yo, there's this new song by M.C. Shane. Oh, so he's like, yo, he got a song called The Bridge about the neighborhood.
3: You love to hear the story again and again of how it all got started way
4: back when. When I heard that record, I just stopped everything I was doing. It was like, oh, shit. The bridge, the bridge, the bridge, the bridge. You automatically knew it was a smash. You no, know, the pride was crazy. You know, we had an anthem. It was on the radio. People knew. Yeah, I'm from Queensbridge. I couldn't believe they, they lived in this neighborhood with us. You know what I'm saying? So that was amazing to me. Then you say, they go Shan. they go Molly in his car. You meet people and tell them where you're from. Most people never heard of this place. That song changed everything. The break, the break, the break. I go down south, I'm a Shan fan and everything. I'm a fan of everybody else, but I'm really good, I'm really feeling good about my neighborhood and everything. I get back, the day I get back, the kids is talking about the South Bronx record. And I'm like, what? And it was like, yo, this is record, they dissed Shan and Molly. I'm like, all right, let me hear it. South Bronx, the South, South. Oh man, you know how wild out they hating, you know what I mean? Oh, they trying to be like Chan and Molly. But it was also raw that he was just going South Bronx. South, South Bronx. Get it, South Bronx. Oh, the beat is tough. I can't front.
0: So, yeah, so like I said, this was the ultimate diss record. I mean, this was the Bronx versus Queens. I mean, this is what, you know, basically started that whole type of mentality right there. I mean, there was battle rap and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? But region versus region. Okay, the rest went in, he said, yo, instead of trying to take on LL, who's from Queens,
1: take your boys off the crack. Yeah. You guys know, want to make fun of me, uh, but I've told you guys before that I'm a very visual person. Like every time I hear something or, I, you know what I mean, I automatically develop a picture of it in my mind. So when I first heard the South Bronx and the response to, you know, the bridge and, every, and all that that was going back and forth, you guys remember the movie West Side Story? You remember they were at the dance and they were battling back and forth? Uh... That's what I was picturing in my mind between these cats battling. Oh. But, but, but with hip-hop cats, not, not dancing and all that nonsense, but like the Bronx all over on one side of the, of the auditorium or on the street. And everybody's just trying to shout the other one down, going back and forth, MC to MC, lyric for lyric, beat for beat, right there in the middle of the street, like an epic battle. You understand what I'm saying? This is that first, draw that line in the sand. You're either with them or you're with us, period. My idea of New York was, was the Warriors, mm-hmm. that you didn't have, like, a whole big area and one big crew. You had all a bunch of little crews. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. when I heard this, though, it, it came across like, you know, this is just one whole big area versus this whole big area over here, and we're going to go at it. Yeah. Like, like, like two big silverback gorillas battling for supremacy in the jungle. You know what I'm saying? Well, all
0: right, let me, let, me, let, me, let me provide some clarity, all right? So the five boroughs in New York, right? You got, you know, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, Staten Island, right? And then you got this monster which is hip-hop everybody's gravitating towards. And obviously, you know, there was competition between those boroughs anyway, you know what I'm saying? Even before hip-hop came. That's just the nature of people. You talk about neighborhood versus neighborhoods, you know, block versus block. Now you amplify that and you apply that to a whole damn borough, right? Now you got this 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 hip-hop thing. There was never a misunderstanding. It happened in the South Bronx, you know, and you hear Shan and Molly Maul, you know, discuss it now. It was a misunderstanding. Shan never said that hip-hop started in Queens. He was just shouting out where he was from, Queensbridge. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it just ballooned from there. But, um, you know, KRS took it as an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to launch. Did me. Yeah. Did me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he took it as an opportunity You know to basically shout out where he was from. Because, again, Burrow versus Burrow. It was just a, a shot from a cannon right there. I mean, it, was, it wasn't even a firecracker, bro. That was the atom bomb right there.
1: So here I am, a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm 18 years old. I've been to New York a few times. You know what I mean? For me, it wasn't even about the other five boroughs. Mm-hmm. To me, it was just about it was just about the South Bronx and Queens. And you're right. And, that, and, and that's and that was the battle. Mm-hmm. And
0: you're right. I mean, pretty much. You know what I mean? There right. was a, a misunderstanding. Every, yeah. yeah. There was a misunderstanding, and in Shan. He goes and he makes the most monumental mistake ever. He responded to KRS. He might not have known, truly understood who KRS and Boogie Down Production was. He responds with with, with Kill That Noise, and then you know what happened after that
3: da da dang, wa da, da, da dang Hey, this is KRS one. Been to a crack dealer by the name of Peter. Had to buck him down with my 9mm. He said I had his girl, I said, no, what to you stupid? But he tried to play me out. And KRS1 knew it. He reached for his pistol, but it was just a waste. Cause my 9mm was up against his face. He pulled his pistol anyway and I filled him full of lead. But just before he fell to the ground, this is what I said. Da, 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 hey, next track
0: Nine millimeter goes bang. I mean, I got a few questions for you guys, right? So, when did Schoolie D come out with the Parkside Killers joint? That was about '85, right there. And then we got Ice T with Six in the Morning, right? And we we talked about that a few months ago. That was about 80, right. that was about '86, '87. You talking about the beginnings of gangster rap? And I think you talk to any hip hop historian, they'll 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 agree on the Parkside Killers and Six in the Morning. They pretty much go neck and neck with respect to the first quote unquote gangster rap tracks that came out. And then we got nine millimeter me that goes bang. You feel where I'm going with this? When did when did this when did this when did this, when did this, when did this album get released? Around the same time period, right? So you stack these quote unquote gangster rap tracks on top of each other. You got Parkside Killers, Six in the Morning, Nine Millimeter Goes Bang. I mean, we splitting hairs. That's you know which one is the most you know relevant or whatever like that. I mean, they're pioneers. You know, Ice T, School D and KRS. But where does Nine Millimeter Goes Bang? Where does that one fit in the beginnings of gangster rap? Cause that's a gangster rap record right there. Number one. Number one. Okay. I can't
1: disagree. John, where you at with it, man? Again, I can't I can't stop you because we've already said he's <laughs> he is the mountaintop. So you're not gonna get hired in KRS one. I don't care who you are. Cause listen, man, we you know I mean, went
0: we went in on six in the morning. We spent about 30 minutes right. Right. talking about that one track. Right. So now, are we backtracking now as a crew, as a light podcast crew? Are we backtracking? I mean, here we are. Nine Millimeter goes bang. Where are we at
2: with it? I don't understand yeah, what, what you mean
1: by backtracking. Pete. I don't, I don't, wait.
2: Hold I don't on. understand Pete. what you what? mean by backtracking. What you feel, Pete? Because, y'all. Yeah. So hold on, hold on. Let me, let me tell you. So if, you are, if you feel the 9mm, you have to understand it. Uh, the man, the man, man, tell you that's the original shot I get on. I yeah, tell you, 9mm, glass. Eater, eater. Boom, boom. Okay, yo, liquid mineral and a gun shot me in the forward. Yo, so, you know, boom, 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 loaded up, really bad. So, yo what him originally used from his his song it is called it's called zong go zong. originally created by the the master the chief one yellow man so yellow man was the original original than that of, uh, of the style that uh, the krs want to keep so with him kicking it like so that rap style has to be number one because he will tell you you're with the nine millimeters I run all, me run things I get rock me run all things mm-hmm. and on top of that yo, him tell you' him telling you on song, yo, originally no one knew how much BMW was respected you know in, in Kingston or, or, or in Jamaica itself. But him come he'll come tell you in the song, yo, Scott Larrack Rock pull up in all black BMW. So you will find out in the song that it's about the BMW. So what what did he do like 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 uh, like that did? Yeah, him come with him come with that style, yellow man style, and he'll come also nothing but crossing over with reggae plus plus hip-hop. So with him coming with hip-hop and not he cross over the reggae him kept true and traditional to uh, cooler so respect half, your yeah, half will make this one number one
0: Eight. you know what though that, I mean I'm not I mean it's interesting that Peter decided to weigh in on the dance hall influence you know what I mean that this, that this record here bring KRS singing in the background yeah. you know what I'm saying singing in the background and the hook and the hook that he says before you know at the end of every verse before he pulls out his nine and before this nine goes bang, obviously it's it just made this joint so ominous.
2: You see what I'm saying? I mean, this was an yeah. ominous track right here. It just gets you so hyped. You sit up there, <laughs> you hear him say, Why out I bang?" I mean, this almost got me and KRS into a fight one time. Oh no! Man, listen, we went to an I went to an event. They had rappers there, they had hip hop, you know, artists there, they had comedians there, stuff like that, you know. And they asked all of us to bring something. This is a little cookout in the park. Mm-hmm. We in Union Square in the middle of the park. I bought fried chicken. He, picked, he put his fingers on it talking about who bought this and, and slammed the chicken back down. And I was like, yo, hey, man, listen, don't make me did I bang you. He was like, oh, you still on my song? You still on my song? And they tried to break us up. I was like, man, Chris, yo, I listen, I'll touch you. <laughs> he was like, you ain't going to do nothing. And at that time, I didn't know how big BDP was. And Miss Melody snuck me. And she scratched me on the back of my neck, and I fell on the ground. and I looked up, and I was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you." And I started to call her a fat something, and KRS-One was like, "Say it, say it." And my nine millimeter go bang, and all I looked up was all these black BDP shirts around me. All I could say is, "You know, heal yourself, man. Heal yourself. You know, <laughs> self destruction." And they started laughing. It was like he's funny. He's funny. And they let me live. Them dudes are serious, man. I was, you know, But for real, I was about to do some damage to Karis. One. I wasn't no punk bitch. I'm going to tell you right now. But Miss Melody, she was heavy-handed.
0: You part of hip-hop history. But it was man. her. On, all the stories you got with all these guys, all these right, artists that we right. do. You part of hip-hop history, man. Big John, what you think about this track, man? Huh?
1: For me, man, it was it was, it was, was always, I always took it from a two-fold, even back then. You know what I mean? To me, it sounded like he was talking about something that he read in the newspaper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Because you look at verse 2, seven days later, I was chilling in the herb gate. You know what I mean? So he's talking. Where's he talking? He was down at the trap. Mm-hmm. You know? But because he stayed there too long, what happened? The gossip started to circulate. You know? And that's, oh, now this dude's a new dude selling all the hot weight. You know? He got the nice stamp bags. You know what I'm saying? He's the new guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... To me, that's what this song was talking about. You know, it was just for me, he was just giving you some raw stories straight from the hood. Hey, I think I think this is a,
0: a, a, a track along the lines of, of an artist that we just covered last week in Cube. I mean, Cube with America's Most Wanted. I mean, he spent, what, 17 tracks giving you the consequences of the hustle game. I mean, this right here is along those same lines. Nine Millimeter goes bang. No doubt. This is this is KRS giving it to you, you know. I mean, Ice Cube is one of the greatest storytellers in the hip-hop game, man. I think Karris is the best storyteller in the hip-hop game. I mean, he give you the
1: consequences of the hustle game straight, no chaser. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's talking about he's docking on the floor as they're pumping the shotgun. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if that don't sound like a drug spot situation, I don't know what does. Nah.
0: <laughs> no. It
1: has all the earmarks. It does. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But to me – and maybe this is just me being. Uh, maybe I'm just a wishful thinker. I would like to believe crime may have touched KRS-One, but KRS-One hasn't done any crime. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I don't look at KRS-One as a gangster. For me, he comes across way too cerebral and far too poetic. No doubt. It's and very in touch with, you know, the mind, body, and spirit from a holistic perspective. Right. That I can't see him as being that type of gangster, no, being that sociopath. No doubt. I mean, <laughs> you got to look at him.
0: Like I said, I put him and Chuck D together as the defense ministers of what this thing is about, right? So you hear a song like this, and he's talking about, like, that gangster mentality. You got to look at it from a cerebral standpoint. He may not be talking about an actual nine or actual bullets. He's talking about his mentality, you know what I'm saying, and, and the knowledge that he's dropping. You got to look between the lines. No doubt.
3: And now, a word from our sponsor. Bronx, Blastmaster KRS-One, proving that my job ain't done until I get some more. No need to roar or yell, because I can still tell what will sell and what have sold without yelling over a drum roll. That style is old. So unfold, blossom, bloom, you got the room. So go ahead and consume a new era. KRS-One comes better. Bite another lyric? Never, because I'm too clever. However, I own my own label. Partners with Scott LaRock, he's on the turntable and partner lee smith i'm exercising a true gift just to uplift hip hop hip hop my voice is like a monster and now a word from our sponsor
0: next track word from our sponsor i mean you're gonna hear me say this throughout this whole album krs dropped knowledge in this track here he told you straight up what his objective is and what it's always what it always has been I'm exercising a true gift to uplift. Now, where have we heard that before? I mean, probably one of the most quoted hip hop artists of all time is K.R.R.S. I mean, what did he say? He said, if hip hop has the ability to damage young minds, it also has the ability to uplift them. I mean, that's been his man no throughout his whole career. And he told you this first no time right up here. I'm exercising my true gift to uplift. See what I'm saying? He told you who he is right there and where, and then he tells you where he's from. He does that often every one of his tracks because the strong will survive the weak will perish ignorance ignorance is a poison and knowledge will nourish bro who talks like that in hip-hop man
1: But that's the purpose for Mm KRS-One, because no one talks like him. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. he knew that. Mm -hmm. And I think he came with a style that he knew no one could duplicate. Mm -hmm. Because if you listen to some of the other things that he was dropping down, he's he's always talking about that sucker MC biting. Biting means stealing someone's rhymes. But one of the things that is so great about KRS-One, in my opinion, is the fact that his beats are so simple. His lyrics and his voice sit way atop of his beats.
0: No doubt. I mean that's that's the draw right there. I mean that's what that's what that's what brings you in. He's, he's like you said, I speak very clearly. You know what I mean? The the simpleness of the production, Scott LaRock and you know KRS coming together, the platform that this album sits on is completely genius. There's no confusion about what this
1: album right. is about. And don't forget, verse one, blossom blue. You got the room. So go ahead and consume a new era. KRS One comes better. Bite another lyric, never, cause I'm too clever. However, I own my own label. Mm -hmm. Partners with Scott LaRock, he's on the turntable. Partner Lee Smith. I'm exercising a true gift just to uplift.
0: It's important for obviously a lot of reasons, right? But I mean, crook, if I'm wrong, this is the first time that KRS refers to himself as the Blastmaster on wax, right? I mean you heard it before on South Bronx but that was that was the nice saying it. That's the Almighty nickname I'm like, you don't get a nickname like that in the hip hop game you know for no reason at all I mean he got that from you know his days grinding he earned that moniker. He just personifies the game. No yeah. doubt. It goes above and beyond saying, you know, oh, you know, this album's hot, this album's dope. I mean, there's no billboard chart that can contain or measure, you know, anything that Boogie Down Productions or K.R.S. one puts out. I mean, it goes above and beyond that. In my opinion, only true hip-hop heads understand what that
1: means. Because the strong will survive, the weak will perish. Ignorance is poison and knowledge will nourish. Let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard somebody deliver something like that before? Never. That's what I was or, saying. Yeah. Or since. Or sense. Yes, I have. I love what I got. And like what I had.
2: I have heard. And I'm going to tell you now, because his style is kind of similar to uh, K.R.S., and I'm pretty sure he's a student of K.R.S., Jay Ruder have Now, t- now nah. go back to that, John. Uh, tell me I'm not right. And I'm going to tell you now, that's somebody who should have stayed in the game, but he didn't.
0: All right, Listen. Can I respond? Let me, let me let me, oh, let, me right. let me let me respond to this. J. Ruder Damager is most definitely a cerebral MC. He's got some records that are monumental to the hip hop game. Unfortunately, I mean, he hasn't stood the test of time. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's, I, that's why I said if
2: he stayed around, it would have been
0: different. Yeah, if you can you can put him, I would say you can put him in the same camp cerebral, you know, from a cerebral standpoint as KRS. But from a delivery standpoint, from a from a lyrical standpoint, I don't think you can do it, man. I don't think you can do it. If I was gonna put a playlist together, you know what I'm saying, and say, alright, cool, I'm gonna put some J Rule and some K R S in there, all right, cool, I can do that, man. But honestly that I think I love your comparison. Cause J Rule is so underrated,
1: it's not even funny. The reason why KRS is better than 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 uh the Damager is because he stayed around. He's still relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, so at the end of the day, when when you really, really dig deep into what he's saying, that's why I said that particular lyric. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I I love what I got. Right. I like what I and like what I had. Yeah. That's saying that he's content with himself. He doesn't need to compete with you for anything. Mm-hmm. The industry wants you to hear that you're no good. You're downtrodden. KRS is telling you that you're great. Industry don't want you to hear that, man. All
0: right, I'm, I'm ready to respond now, man. So you guys opened up a can of worms, you and that, all right? You, 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 you started it with that, with that lyric and the question that you asked. That came with it with the j rule and I appreciate that, man. I mean, nobody talks about j rule you know what I'm saying, like they should. see what I'm saying? I mean, we should, we should have a, a, another conversation about j rule man, because he's incredibly relevant. But you're talking about other artists that are coming at you like this. I can name you two that are relevant today, right now, that don't subscribe to the whole, you know, industry big, studio big, strategy and plan, and that speak out on social media with respect to that and against that. And I'm talking about Talib Kweli, and I'm talking about- No doubt. And I'm talking about RA the Rugged. See what I'm saying? Them two dudes right there are in the same camp as a KRS and what they are talking about and who their message is destined for. See what I'm saying? I mean, this is a whole, this is an important conversation we're having right here. And that question that you brought up is critical. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's a whole different style of MC. You know what I mean? That's delivering a message that people need to need to heed. I mean, this is this is not a radio MC. Talib is not a radio MC. RA is You're not down. a radio MC. Jay Rule is not a radio MC. That's what this show is all about, right here, exposing, bringing them right. dudes, right. bringing right. bringing bringing them dudes to light. You see what I'm going with this now?
3: Got La Rock, got La Rock, krs once got La Rock, got La Rock. I hear the same old Ron, the same old star, the same old runner has ran the malls. See, I don't know exactly what you know, but what I know is that stuff gotta go. Usually, when I pick up the mic, something ill jumps out my mouth for that night. I like to talk about that, not fiction. I got some fantasy rhymes, but just listen. Everything I write is premeditated, suckers want to fake it. I just hate it biting routines or saying something kind of weak My words are comprehended every time I speak I have spoken, no I'm not joking Please don't sleep, I hope you are awoken Stop, try this again, you had enough, say when I am the man with the six pack of again. I get tipsy never in your life
0: try to diss me next track elementary i don't know any other way to say it just in case you were confused you know who krs was or what he and Scott LaRock were capable of i mean he breaks it down real simple for you in this track and i gotta believe they named it because of that they break it down for you real elementary he's not going after you physically he's telling you how supreme his mind works and how much better his brain is than yours I mean, that's a level of competition. I don't think anybody's really been
1: prepared for, then or, or now. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And yeah. just like you said, what do you think he was telling you? Mm-hmm. I think he was telling you exactly what his lyrics stated. Mm-hmm. This is elementary to me. Mm-hmm. This is, I am so highly intellectual that this, what I'm doing right here, this hip hop game trying to reach you is elementary to me. Yeah. I am trying to come down to your level, hence the, hence the title of this cut, Elementary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he breaks it down to you to the very final element, to the very first element. Again, like we talked about in the, you know, in the tracks before, how he tied it up with you know theory, how he tied it up with experiment. And now he's telling you, this is just elementary to me. I'm breaking you down you know and unlike any ordinary bronx b-boy i will volunteer my service and launch an attack on you fake educators with your yakety yak this is a fact the teacher is here now in the flesh consistently hounded by you mc pests basically (laughs) he said it all right there You know, you guys are constantly trying to come at me. Mm-hmm. I'm consistently hounded by you. You're coming at me with your yickety yak. Mm-hmm. You fake educators. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is who I am. I am up here, you're down here. I'm above your head, I'm above your level. So I gotta break it down for you. I gotta, I have to make my knowledge that I have Elementary for you to consume. Mm -hmm. So understand how intelligent that makes me to have to teach you how to barely catch up with me. KRS is constantly,
0: he's constantly referencing himself as a teacher, right? And I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are in the world. I don't care how old you are in the world, right? When you consider somebody to be a teacher, you know what I mean? Subconsciously, there is a pecking order, right? If you're the teacher, I must be the student, which means I must sit down and listen to what you have to say. But not only listen to what you have to say, but apply what you're teaching me to what I'm trying to get No to. doubt. No you doubt. You see what yep. I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. The fact that KRS is constantly ramming down your throat. Listen, I'm the teacher. Sit down. Shut up. Listen to what I have to say. I mean, he says it right after that verse that you just quoted. He said, listen, If you really want to learn from me, don't waste time in burning me. Like, yo, stop coming after me. You know what I'm saying? I like, I know, listen, listen, listen. I know this is hip hop. I know what hip hop is about. It's built off of competition. It's built off of battling. But listen, put all that to the side for one second. If you really want to learn from me, don't, you know, don't waste time in burning me. Because, you know, because number one, it's not going to work. You won't do it. You won't win. You know what I'm saying? And then he goes, because ignorance and inexperience doesn't even concern me. I will emphasize so you will realize and come alive. Like, listen, you're sleeping, you're ignorant, you know what I mean? Listen to what I have to say, and you're gonna wake up and become a better MC if you want to.
1: And I think he was taking it beyond the MC level with it. Mm-hmm. Because again, he's not trying to just teach you about MCing. Mm-hmm. I will emphasize so you will realize and come alive. Mm-hmm. Never close your eyes, never sleep or you might take a dive. Yeah. Many people hate me, mm-hmm. many people love me. And then he closes it off, but this, my hypothesis, back to, that, back to back back head, to that yeah. scientific, mm-hmm. he's scientific, back, but this, my hypothesis, to conclude the story, who is he talking about again? All you fake MCs on the mission, you bore me. I'm the Blastmaster KRS on the mic. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, he's telling you from start to finish, this is where you are. And this is where I am. And I honestly believe he was trying to, if, if we would have had more of a following behind KRS from the logic, from the knowledge that he was dropping versus the lyrical content that he was dropping, because he was coming at you twofold. He was hitting you. In both your left and your right brain, right? Coming through your frontal lobe, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? And he's you know, he's coming in and he's expanding throughout your whole brain if you really allow him to mm-hmm. and if you really listen to his lyrics and understand them. Mm-hmm. They're so point blank and they're so plain, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, and I don't want to say it in this regard, but again, he's that teacher, and the teacher's job is to find you where you are on your level and then bring you up to the level of expectation. Right. Keep up. Right, right, right. I mean, I
0: couldn't have said it any better, man. I mean, and then, you know, you get down to verse three, and he really starts turning the heat up. I mean, this this is really my favorite part of the song, you know? He goes on to say, you know, after he tells you take a mite off, because I know I'm giving you headaches, he goes, we have arrived for the purpose of enjoyment. Like, we're not coming here to beef. We're coming here to have fun. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm coming to teach you. I'm coming to show you something. But at the end of the day, we come in and have fun. But I know you came to make up for unemployment. Like you don't have a job now because BDP is here now, <laughs> right? And then unemployment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the song, I mean, he says it so fast, like I don't even think, I don't even think, I don't even think most people understood what he was saying here at the end of the song. I'ma quote it for you. I mean, this is the hard drop of hard drops right here, John. In that You know what I'm saying? He goes. Right, right. He goes, you're probably thinking these are the rhymes for the century. Like, you're probably thinking that everything I just said was the dopest shit you ever heard in your life, right? You're probably thinking these are the rhymes for the century. But please don't mention me. It's only elementary. Yup. Yo, he's basically telling you, I know you think this is the dopest shit you ever heard in your life, but, yo, we just getting started. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is nothing for me. This is, this is easy. This is first grade, baby. Yeah, we haven't even
1: gotten to where we, you know, where, where I'm trying to take you yet. No doubt. This is this is ground level. You just came in on the lobby. But wait until we start taking this thing up another level. Right, but there's another
0: side to that, though. I mean, it's it's actually a dig too. He actually, you know, he actually was like, "Yo, I know you think this is the dopest thing you ever heard. Like, I know you're still trying to really wrap your head around what I've been saying. But this, you know, there's another level to this, and I hope you're ready for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think you're going to be ready for it.
2: Man, this was the, the no angriest doubt. this was the angriest that you could actually honestly say. Keros one was the like the way we feel now about these corny ass rappers that are out there now. Mm-hmm. This is the way it seemed like he felt throughout this whole song. And he this is the first time also that you y'all didn't touch on this, but this is the first time also he gave Scott La a chance to show his DJ skills on this. Mm. Cuz you even hear it at the end. Right. He starts scratching and cutting at the end. But he let him know, listen, man, you know, I'm upset with these corny rappers. And he let you know that on this track, y'all suck. I'm the <laughs> man. And here comes K- here comes KRS-One, and here comes Scott Rock. And he let you know, Scott Rock is just about as good as any other DJ at that time. Just yeah. about as good as any other DJ out there. No doubt. No doubt. And you know what, De- you bring up a
0: really good point, and I'm glad you brought it up here. I really didn't know, like, when... When was a good segue to bring in a discussion about Scott Larock? I mean, he was extremely instrumental, you know, in not only the creation of of, of BDP, but I mean, I think it was you or John said it. I think it was you that that Scott Larock is the one that actually brought KRS in. I mean, he was working at the shelter, and he's the one that actually brought you know uh, Chris into this group, and it formed this 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 collective BDP. That uh you know went on to shape the sound and you know basically the expectations of hip hop from eighty seven on to now, you know what I mean, but the saddest thing that you know I think I've ever heard was was him getting killed you know right after the right after this drop, you know what I mean i mean just just think about just think about how how powerful BDP could have become I mean Car had to go on and do it by himself after that you know what I mean Scott right yeah, yeah, yeah the, yeah and
2: the crazy thing about it is is the fact that he got killed doing exactly what he was doing you know being that social worker type dude right he was shutting a beef down between D nice and some other kid right and a group of dudes mm-hmm. around his around his way talk so he was trying it. to talk about kill the beef mm-hmm. and yeah and Ended up getting shot in the head for something like that, trying to squash a beef. Right. Ended up yeah. getting shot in the head. Now, they never say whether the the, the other dude was right. caught. I right. mean, we don't know if it was still back then. That, you know, Actually, it's worse now than it was then about the stop snitching movement. But, I mean, we don't know if the dude was caught or not caught. But I, I think that's, that's just horrible. The, the dude sat up there, and he was still trying to keep peace. And the person that was trying to keep beef and squat, keep beef and squash, ended up being the one sitting up there getting shot and killed over something so petty as they could have just walked away, disgusted or whatever, and said, "I, you know, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's leave it as it is. Peace." Right. And
0: you know, I mean, you know that they had to know that they was dealing with Scott LaRock. You know, they knew who he was. You,
2: they had to know. Come on, man. Yeah. Let's just refer to it as a bunch of dumb assholes. Excuse my language, but a bunch of dumb assholes who sat up there and just decided, yo, we're gonna do what we're gonna do and, you know, I'm gonna do this and do that and forever in history. Now, if the dude is still alive forever in history, you are the idiot that goes down in history in the streets. Because, you know, people know who actually did it if they haven't caught you. But you are the one that goes down in history as somebody who could have killed this section of hip-hop.
3: All of those that mix are turning poetry into cash for 87. Some didn't got paid, some jams were never played, but I am just a poet who watched the whole poem. Others claim to be fresh, but they're not KRF. I cannot walk around the street with my head in the clouds, either running on my gear or having colors too loud. Everything must coincide with the way I feel. And by the way, it's Scott Rock on the wheels of steel. So I take one step to adjust the mic, I get around the whole city, so I do win nice. I like my funky beat, a studio like unique. I write the crazy fresh lyrics that I don't eat meat. You can look me up and down, and my DJ too, because. Taking out MCs over on the one, two, three. no matter who they claim to be in society Because we know their games. We we'll have pulled that far. If they need a different style, we can not get raw. He's ICU, he's out to kill. I'm KRS and we get ill. DJ Scottler Rock got hit own beat the extravagant life is what we see i will tell you like this because i know for a fact i will live a long life and i don't smoke crap. captivating the the crowd seven days a week you know what they told me to say i got the dope beat i got a dope beat you got a dope beat
0: next track dope beat one of the things that i really want to touch on with this particular track right here is uh the courage that bdp had you know, not from a lyrical standpoint, but I'm going more so on the production standpoint right here. I mean, this was their rock box, right? Run DMC already laid down that foundation. They brought in, ooh, but BDP they took it to the next level. They brought in the ACDC dc on this one. You know what I mean? They're not. They weren't afraid to experiment, but they also weren't afraid to call it dope. And they and they riding on top of an ACDC guitar riff. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, that is extremely courageous at the time because, I mean, say what you want. I mean, there was definitely, you know, uh, a growing rift in between what we, quote-unquote, we should be listening to and what they listen to. BDP was like, look, I don't give a shit about all that. When I hear something that is dope, I'm going to use it. I'm going to throw it in my song. Don't forget
1: also, man, these cats came up through the 70s and the 60s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so rock music was just... Kind of starting to, I don't want to say fade out, but it was starting to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Whereas because when rock music first came in, rock rock music was more about unification and more about that whole movement back then, you know, through through the 60s and the early 70s. Mm-hmm. They
2: started you know they think? started actually going to glam rock. This yeah, is, that's in in eighty, eighty three. That's when they started you, going Dad. into yeah. glam rock. Yep. That's when they started and, doing the, cool and, and the hair, hair. bands. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the hair bands. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dad.
1: So you got to figure. I mean, because there's a lot of rock music that I like. I there, the, I the the Doors, Kiss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? there are a lot of artists coming up. You know, through that '70s corridor. You know what I mean? That it was a lot of rock, man. Mm-hmm. You either had rock or disco. I mean you had some R and B and things of that nature, but you know that that very wide sound. When I say a wide sound, I mean something that's widely accepted that you're hearing through your commercials, you're hearing through alternate forms of media and not just through music. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And rock and rock was that back then. You're hearing it in movies, the whole the whole night. Yeah. So for for these guys, again, they're artists. So they're just tapping into that cerebral context of where that inspiration initially came from. Everybody, I mean, come on. I don't mean to use the term everybody because there's gonna be that one person who hits the Facebook page and say, (laughs) I never did that. (laughs) But most people at some point in your life have played the air guitar. Let's just be honest, (laughs) to something. Mm -hmm. It may have been to dopey. Rock music touched everyone. So So for these guys, to bring in rock music, the same thing with Run DMC. It's just showing you how well-rounded their musical taste actually is. But then when you get into the lyrics, I mean, we, we can beat up the production of the song to
0: death, you know what I mean? But you get into the lyrics, I mean, KRS no, never stops telling you who he is. Here on his debut album, you already have to refer to him as an MC. I will never call him a rapper. He said, I'm funky fresh. And poetry is my opinion. I'm going to go back to that in a second. He said, I'm funky fresh and poetry is my opinion. Taking out you suckers while Scott Little Rock is spinning. So number one up top, he's checking all the boxes. He's telling you how dope he is. And he's shouting out his DJ. You feel me? But listen to what he said in the first one. Poetry is my opinion. What does that mean to y'all, man? I mean, I, I, I'll tell you what it means to me at first. He's telling you. I think lyrically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how I wait think. Wait a minute. Bro. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't ask
1: a question and answer
0: it, I, can you? I couldn't contain myself. I couldn't hold it, man.
1: <laughs> go ahead. Go
0: ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. I couldn't hold it. I mean, he says poetry is my opinion.
1: He's telling you that's how I think. I think in poetry. I think lyrically. I mean, for me, man, it's just like, you know me, I'm, I'm Mr. Metaphor, so... For me when I first started working in software, right? Mm-hmm. Software development and so this was back in the 90s. Um, one of the first jobs I had when I first moved out here to Maryland. And one of the, I met this database guy, right? And he was a guy who used to build databases, big databases and stuff and he he told me, you know, we were white water and He says, You know, all I'm seeing right now are vectors. I, I just see in vectors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just geeky kid, you know what I'm saying? And that just means it's, it's, it's a computer thing. So here's the same thing with, with Chris, man. He's just telling you his vision of hip hop is that it's poetry, it's not about these rhymes and battles and this MC and that MC. It's about it's about poetry and upliftment. His whole album was poetry to people, and he was the poet. He was the deliverer of that yeah. message. No doubt. The poet, the teacher. Dope beat for me was more of a standing ovation for Scott LaRock. In every live band situation, the drummer always gets the solo. You know, gets a solo towards the end. That to me is what what Dope Beat is. It is it is Scott LaRock solo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because this is one of the few times you're ever going to hear the beat is going to be over top of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Check it out again. This is, this, is, this is one of the only times you're going to hear that because he was giving Scott the shine right now. Yeah. Hence the title, Dope Beat. Now, yeah. he took it lyrically deeper. My name is at the top of all of that, <laughs> turning poetry into cash for 87. I knew he was going there. Because this is, this, this is the art form. Mm-hmm. You know, others claim to be fresh, mm-hmm. but they're not KRS. I cannot walk around in the streets with my head in the clouds. You know what I mean? Come on. He's telling you that I'm not walking around like I'm some un- omnipotent one. I No, 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 no. I'm right around with you guys. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody's cool. Everybody's on the same. Let's just. But if you listen to me, I can, I can take you somewhere. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's Scott Rock on the wheels of steel. I'm just a poet who watched the
0: whole parade go by. Now, who's the parade? The parade are the other rappers. Now, I'm going to call them rappers. Come on. They, come that's on. Who they are. You know what I mean? I, 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 right, watched, right. I, I sat back. I, I'm, I'm going to sit back and chill watch the whole parade go by. Why? Because you're, ah. not, you're not fly. Right. <laughs> you right. are not fly.
1: Right. He, he let the sideshow go. Yeah. He go, let ahead. It go
0: You know, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even going to join y'all. That's, that's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? Then he goes on to say at the end of the song, at the end of verse 3, he ties it all up for you. And like I said, if you don't listen quick, it'll go right past you. But he tells you exactly who he is. The last thing he says on verse 3, ties it all together. Check that box. Tell you how dope he is. Listen, you're way behind schedule. Just listen to what I'm telling you. This particular style may vary. The things I converse about are heard rarely. Some can't bear me. Others try to scare me. Sounded intelligent, but not yet equivalent. There's no retort to that. Like, I mean, all you can do is listen. Again, he's the teacher. Listen to what I'm telling you. Sit down, man.
3: Live and direct, what? Boogie Down Productions is large! Boogie Down! Boogie da, da, Down! Boogie Down! Boogie BGP. 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 Da 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 day, da da Ey! Ey! Da 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 Ey! Da 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 Ey! Yes, Gal'a rockin', oh, ya you know roll hip hop And Yes, Mr. Leah, you feel real hip hop And 357, you feel real hip hop What uh, a KRS-1 I rule it non-stop ayy. When I'm in Brooklyn, yes, we're rollin' hip hop Hey! When I'm in Manhattan, we're rolling hip hop
0: Next track, he is free. You know, this is this is that this is that crack era joint, right? Discussing the effects of of cocaine, of you know, crack cocaine in the hood. The girl says, you know, KRS, you know how it go. You know, when the girl stepped to him in the song. Again, this is this is KRS. He's you know one of the one of the greatest storytellers. I mean, he tells you a story on the record, and he puts you right in the mix. You know, the girl steps to him. He says, all love the girl. Steps to him. You know, KRS, you know how it go. And then krs is you know basically saying to the girl he's not with it i mean he can tell that she's a fiend you know what i mean and then you know this is this is that 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 bdp just say no to drugs joint right there i mean we still reagan era no doubt no doubt you know, you know what i'm saying the girlies are free because it's that crack that costs money slapping you in your face and kind of giving it to you hardcore about the effects of you know the crack game
1: wasn't this the announcement of the crack Pretty I mean, much. let's just be honest it's and it's also in a front against the game because when you think about it He's just not talking about the crack hoe on the street He's talking about the crack hoe in the industry as well mm-hmm. because let's let's not forget that these music producers the the uh, show p- promoters all these individuals are trying to keep the artists from thinking about his or her money that they should be making mm. so they're always in the mindset of placating the artist don't worry about what i owe you here's the keys to a brand new car that's outside okay i uh, don't 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 worry about the video don't worry about that but you got to sign right here for that for that video and, and all its expenses so by the time the artist goes to get paid all their money's gone or the artist ends up broke At the end of his or her career so to me when i when i hear the girlies are free you know what i mean (laughs) but the crack costs money i think not only is he talking literally i think he's talking figuratively about the industry raping and and pimping the artists
0: i mean if you think about it from that perspective then the intro makes complete sense the intro makes complete sense i mean before i get into that let's 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 talk about the production on this here remix for ps free. i mean black star most definitely probably probably one of my f- favorite groups of all time behind you know Wu-Tang and tribe and daylight they took this and they used it on their album and they used it for one of their you know signature songs definition you know just paying the ultimate homage to BDP you know and the blastmaster KRS I mean so that just kind of shows you the mind frame of the other cerebral MCs that are in the game, in the most. Based on what you said, John, I mean, now the intro makes complete sense. You know what I'm saying? Scott LaRock you know you rule hip hop. You know, KRS Run, rule it nonstop. And then he shouts out all the boroughs, basically telling you, hey, I run this whole situation. And he's calling out all five boroughs in New York City. Bro, in 1987, that's the whole universe from the hip-hop perspective. You see what I'm saying? And then you throw in the perspective that you just brought up. It smells like a Just Say No, you know what I'm saying, campaign from BDP. You know what I mean? But if it's really, you know, KRS going after the rap game, going after the industry, hey, it all fits. Anything that pretty much
1: came out between about 84 through about the end of 92, 93, it was heavily cracked and cocaine late. Yeah. because that's what the country was going through. The entire country was swept up in that tsunami. Yeah. There wasn't one part of the country that wasn't touched. And now KRS is addressing the fact that this is turning our, our women into these crack mm-hmm. you know, Because now everybody wants to try to give me some for the crack rock. The girlies are free, but the crack costs money. You know what I'm saying? And he's telling you that it's the younger generation because he tells you, you know what I mean? I'd rather talk to a woman because her brain is so steady. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of these little girls who are out here getting turned out by these little low-life drug dealers and becoming crack mm-hmm. That's what he's telling you in this song. And he talks about how he ran into his boy um, or his homegirl. I'm thinking of my rhymes, but I'm interrupted by Denise. She yeah. said, Chris, I really need a favor, honey. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend here really needs some quick money. I looked at her girlfriend, and her girlfriend was fly. But I ain't stupid. She had that look in her eye. Yeah. I touched her back. She said, Denise, has he got the crack? <laughs> is he the one? Yeah. I gotta run back home and feed my son. Yeah. And Chris said, How old is your son? She said, about three months. Damn. Oh, he said, I he said, I walked away, man. Yeah. <laughs> but my man called the fronts.
3: With the flippers and uh, down with the sound called BDP. If you want to join a crew, well, you must see me. You can't sound like Shannon or the one Marley. Marley Shannon Marley Marley, my rhyming like the gay. Uh, picking up the mic, man, and don't know what to say. Uh, saying hip hop started out in Queensbridge. Uh, saying lies like that, man, you know them countless. So uh, tell them again, me come to tell them again. Gua. Gua. Tell them again, me come to tell them again. Yeah me tell them go on, go on. Go on. tell them, again, to tell them. Keeps on making it. brooklyn keeps on taking bronze keeps creating it and queens keeps on faking
0: it next track the bridge is over now i don't think there's any other way to begin the discussion about this track by then by saying you know point blank this is the greatest diss track that was ever made period point blank it ended the bridge wars number one I mean, not that it even was a war. It was like a blip on the radar as far as BDP was concerned. Like, what? Queens had what to say? All right, cool. Let me just write these two tracks and just just dead it. Let's just kill it right now.
2: You know, it ended Shan's career. It it didn't end the Juice Crew. Well, my question is, was it really a career to begin with? He only had a couple songs. It wasn't like Shan was... Uh, you know, like he was still making albums or, or making beats and stuff like that. It was like once the 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 symphony and the other part of Juice, excuse me, the Juice Crew took over. Shan was just non-existent at that point. When you get to KRS going at Shan, KRS killed Shan's career that was that was pretty much non-existent. It was almost like KRS was like, hey, are are you really speaking to
0: me? I mean, are you really talking right now? You know what I mean? Like, who who are you? I mean, he even went after Mr. Magic. Mr. Magic was actually one of the co-founders of the Juice Crew. I mean, that was devastating for Queens Bridge. I mean, if you go, again, I go back to that Thomas zill documentary about Nas, Jungle. He went on to say that ignited all the youngsters, you know, that came up and had to deal with the aftermath of the Bridge is over. And it created a crew of legendary MCs, beginning with Nas. It was a battle. Shan. was in that battle. Shan did his thing, KRS1 did his thing. Morale went down to Queensbridge until the Nazis came out.
4: That was our lives, you know what I mean? That was not only our lives, that was the whole Queensbridge lives, you know what I mean? Then we knew fucking KRS1 just said the bridge is over and all that shit. We was little kids coming up under that shit. Like, you know, the bridge ain't over. We super ill niggas out here. Like, so we had to let the world know how ill we was. Like, when everybody thought in hip hop that the bridge was over, are fucking crazy? We was ill.
0: So, I mean, you know, in like a roundabout kind of way, you can thank KRS for creating Nas. That's what manifests from that. No doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. He goes on to talk about the other boroughs, but curiously, he doesn't mention Staten Island. Manhattan keeps on making it. Brooklyn keeps on taking it. Bronx keeps creating it. And Queens keeps on faking it. What's up with Staten Island? You know, even though Long Island's not a borough, but what about Long Island? I mean, there's tons of MCs that came out of Long Island. You got EPMD, Rakim. He don't even mention them.
1: What's up with that? I wanna, I wanna leave you New Yorkers to fight about that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, because for me, I never understood why he, why he left it out either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not that I know all the five boroughs like the back of my hand, but I, you know, just from talking to other hip-hop cats throughout the years, this is, you know, this was one of those things that. You know, people have talked about And I had never understood why he, why he left out Staten Island mm-hmm. You know, or or as, you know, one of my favorite MCs Like to call it, Strong Island, you know Yeah um, <laughs> But yeah, I could, I could never figure it out
0: either Yeah, I mean, maybe that was his way of saying That Staten Island was irrelevant Every line, every verse, every lyric has a purpose KRS's moves are very calculated So I think that there definitely was a purpose there I mean, only he can speak to that
1: Bookie Down Productions come in three different flavors. Pick any dick for the flavor that you savor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm saying so basically you can keep it in your mouth. I finally figured out the Magic Mouth is used for sucking. Yeah. You know, he went through everybody like a hot knife through warm butter. No doubt.
0: I don't even know how you even come back from something like this. And they didn't. It was radio
1: silence after that. Because <laughs> Bronx created hip-hop Queens will only get dropped. You're still telling lies to me. Everyone's talking about the Juice Crew funny, but you're still telling lies to me, you and, know, because yeah. I, I am the epitome of this rap game. He's settling all family business right now.
0: BDP is young in the game right here. I mean, they are literally nobody. No doubt, no doubt. You see what I'm saying? And they come out and just destroy a battle-hardened veteran crew like the Juice Crew. And then have them come back with nothing. Bruh, that, they catapulted KRS into the stratosphere with that. No doubt, man. Mm-hmm.
1: No doubt. And let me tell you, the production on this track, the simplicity of this beat. If you're a hip-hop fan to any degree, you probably have been around your friends and gotten off on the freestyle. May have been whack. Who knows? It's for you and your friends to judge, right? Yeah. But I guarantee you, at some point, you hit this beat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I remember me and my me and my boys growing up, we were on the lunch table with this. <laughs> and, you know, and if you think about it, and, and, and if you think about KRS and about who he is. Now, Matt, just understand, podcast listeners, what I just said. Me and my friends were there banging on the lunch table, right? Mm-hmm. You banging, and then the one, you know, you got the one hand banging, keeping the beat, and you got the other hand that's banging, and they got the little, uh, and you got your pencil in there in that hand as well to hit that tat. You know, they hit that hi-hat beat, you know what I mean? Right. And everyone can do that. You can always pound out a KRS beat on a lunch table, on the side of a locker, on the top of your car. Understand what I'm saying? He made all beats accessible for you. If you're going to talk about the
0: music that KRS rhymes on top of, I can think of no better track to do that than on this particular one right here. The Bridges Over is a masterpiece. Okay, from that solo piano in the beginning, now I'm asking ask you all some trivia. Who, who, Talk about it. Who Talk do th- about it. Who do you think was, was doing that? Who do you think was on the piano making that? That was K.R.S. on the piano. That was K.R.S. That was him. Yeah. That was him banging that. Come it. on, you got to
1: ask a tough question. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> come on now.
0: You know he didn't do the piano and rhyme at the same time, but in your mind when you're thinking about it and you know that that's K.R.S., can you imagine him sitting there at the piano banging this out and rhyming at the same time? I mean, I wouldn't put it
1: past him. To- It's so simple that it's genius because you're not going to get lost in the production. You're going to hear his lyrics. How to be an MC 101.
0: This particular track, I agree with you when you said that the production was genius, and it is. I mean, let's think about why, though. Given the time period, right? I mean, where this song was going to be played and then the impact that it was supposed to have when it was being played the first time and every time thereafter. When this song comes on, right, there's no dispute or confusion as to what's about to go down. When you hear this song, whether it's the first time or the 1,000th time, when this when that first beat hits and then you hear that piano, you know it's BDP and you know it's the bridge is over. And, right. then, and then everybody from Queens sits down and everybody from the Bronx goes bananas. This song is the anthem for the Bronx.
2: Let me tell you, man, this song came on, it was like... You know, for the for the DC people to listen, it's like uh, rough it off, mm-hmm. or or I don't know if you remember that Scott, like what what that dance was rough it off from the go go days of oh, DC. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's almost like a black mosh pit. You get to this song right here, and it comes on in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Yo, you took your life in your own hands being in the middle of the crowd when that song came on. I'm standing on the floor, and people start throwing their hands up, elbows flying and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh let me get out the way. Get to the wall. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. I ain't from the Bronx. I don't know, you know, what's going on. This song right here, mm-hmm. that turned the crowd out. That right. had the crowd just explode. It's the Star Spangled Banner. That's the Star
0: Spangled Banner for the Bronx right here. The bridge exactly. is over. Exactly. When you, talk, do. when you talk about impact, right, so they're not going to play the bridges over within the first 30 minutes when the, in, the, in the club. They're going to wait until it's about <laughs> maybe 15 minutes before the light's on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, they know the bridges over, gonna, that's going to cause a problem. Yeah. You talking, listen, you play the bridges over in the club, anywhere within a 50-mile radius of New York City, where you have, this a problem. Scala
3: Rock is a had he is, a is for now the main topic. Not looking at his cuts or cash flow. It. you may not realize it or you may not know but uh he is a super hoe when i say super i'm not exaggerating dating for a guy like scott turns into maintenance he seems to be quiet but i don't buy it proof is in the pudding why don't you just try it the super hoe is loose in your section and he's armed with a powerful erection to grab your girl and run for protection your mama too because i like dimension I like
0: next track super hoe Now, I'm so glad we get the chance to talk about this, you know, before we wrap up, you know, this particular LP, because this gives us the chance to, one last time, talk about Scott Rock exclusively. This song was K.O.R.S.'s tribute to his DJ. I don't know where we would be collectively as a hip hop community if BDP was able to stay together you know, with their original roster from the beginning here in 86, 87 to right now. I'm talking about scott Rock, I'm talking about Sed G from Ultra Magnetic, and I'm talking about KL rest Them three together, collectively, making this album. And then all the albums that come after, I mean, can you imagine where they would be collectively if they were able oh my to that their crew together? Right? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody wanted to see them. Nobody wanted to see them on any level. Nobody wanted to see Scott. You know what I'm saying? Nobody want, definitely didn't want KRS. You know what I mean? If they were to stay together, it's kind of like asking, what would have happened if Biggie and Pac didn't get shot? Mm. Where would hip-hop be today? The easiest and quickest answer is going to be in a much better place. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing we can say about, about BDP. If BDP would have stayed together, how far could they have taken the upliftment? Because that's what Chris was after. You know what I mean? If you really want to break down the, you know, what he's saying with the title, then we can get into that as well. Mm-hmm. But just understand that it's not about being a criminal. It's not about having a criminal mind. No doubt,
0: man. I mean, the impact of, of Scott LaRock's passing, untimely passing, cannot be overstated. I'm going to read you guys. Uh, a message from the fan page And I want to get your reaction to it I posted a picture of Scott LaRock to the fan page I like, you know, we all do it, right? We did the who's this and whatnot So I posted a picture of Scott LaRock And one of the listeners to the, to the podcast David Peters He made a comment that made me pause, man I mean, I think it was extremely poignant what he said he responded, the late great Scott La Rock Sterling, one of hip hop's first
1: casualties. I think he's saying that hip hop helped uh, killing. You know, was it was it was it beef related? Was it jealousy? Was it you know what I'm saying coming from the industry? Mm-hmm. You know, and not just some random act of violence because he was breaking up a fight. Mm-hmm. Was this was this something that was? I don't want to say directed, but was this something that was uh, purposed? He got murdered because of who he was and in, in his position
0: in hip-hop. And for that reason, it keeps his name relevant in the game. It keeps his name being talked about in circles like this. You know, the fact that, you know, you're talking, he was killed in 87. And here we are in 2016, and we're still talking about the importance of Scott Rock. That is the ultimate respect. I mean, KRS says it, you know. In you know, how many
1: verses is this song?
0: Yeah. He, he dedicates an entire song, you know what I'm mean, saying, to his DJ.
1: And to me, because we always said that the DJ, when you think about when hip hop began, that it was the DJ then the MC. Mm-hmm. This was this this was about that time where the DJ and the MC were, were pretty even. They were they were running neck and neck mm-hmm. with respect to the who who held the higher level of importance to the hip-hop game, and i honestly believe and like Det said earlier scott la rock is the one who put this thing together so for krs to pay homage to him the way that he did is outstanding i mean because at the end of the day you know scott la rock had them all <laughs> now is he saying that he's a super hoe from the fact that Scott was banging A lot of broads Maybe to some degree He's trying to put That out there You know what I mean Mm -hmm. But I think To the larger degree He's talking about All the different people That Scott touched upon With his musical genius Mm -hmm. Hence he Hence he Had them all Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying At some point in time Scott was Touching so many Different cats As a producer And I think That's what KRS Was saying You know He lives on He definitely lives on I mean the simplicity
0: That you know Scott LaRock used as the backdrop for every one of these tracks are what amplified KRS to be who he is. I mean, who else could could make his, you know, his lyrical delivery stand out like that? And again, that's calculated. This is Boogie Down Productions. And I got a little funny story about this song. And uh, John, you know what I'm about to say, man. So yo, <laughs> you, you and I met years ago, man, right? But, um, you know, my name is Scott. Or whatever. And again, I this is in no way an attempt by me to compare myself to Scott LeRock. I don't have those type of skills to produce an album of this magnitude, right? But uh, you know, John and I we used to meet in different locations. He would always, you know, greet me the same way. Scott Larock had a ball. It's funny because the people that we were around used to look at us like, yo, who are these dudes, man? (laughs) <laughs> what are they talking about?
3: Boogie Down Productions reduction, reduction, reduction. We'll always get paid Paid. We'll take pay, the wackest song, song And make song. it better, better, better Remember better, better. to let us into your skin, skin Cause skin, then you'll begin, begin To master begin. Rhymin' Rhyming. Rhyming. Been no minded, You've been blinded. Looking for a star like mine, you can't find it. They are the audience, I am the lyricist. Sometimes the suckers on the side gotta hear this page. A rage, yet I'm not in a cage. Free as a bird to fly about on stage. Ain't here for no fronting just to say a little something. Your suckers don't like me because you're all about nothing. However, I'm really fascinating to the letter. My all around performance gets better and better. My English grammar comes down like a hammer. Style, I need to put your bottle. No favors, you'll kiss other people's. I write and produce myself just as fast. Keep my hair like this. Got no time for Jerry Curls. Attracting only women. Got no time for little girls. Cause girls look so good, but their brain is not ready.
0: Criminal minded. Let me start off by saying this I have never heard an MC close out an album like this before. If you ever want to know how to close out one of the most impactful albums of all time this is how you do it i've never heard an mc tell you that he was dope in a way like this before i mean you can say what you want about the title of the album criminal minded i mean for those that aren't in the know you're gonna look at the cover of this album and you're gonna think that krs and Scott rock are just two hoodies but you could not be any further from the truth criminal minded is not a description of, 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 of who these guys are from a criminalistic standpoint. They're not breaking the law. Criminal-minded describes, you know, their intellectual aptitude, the perspective that they chose to deliver this album, the intelligence that it takes to pull this off. I mean, it should be illegal. And I think that was the strategy. This was KRS's last attempt to explain to you how deep, how next level, and how dope he was, or is, because he's he's still doing it. I'm not a musical maniac or a b-boy fanatic. I simply made use of what was upstairs in the attic. Do I really need to break that last line down for y'all? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I got a brain. I'm intelligent as hell. And that's how I'm going to make an impact in this game. I know I'm more intelligent than you. That's a real concurrent thing. Yeah. I speak clearly. (laughs) So there's no misunderstanding about what it is that I'm about to tell you. And then I'm going to keep telling you on this album, the next one after that, the next one after that,
1: and the next one after that. That's precisely what he did. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mad at him for it. (laughs) No. Because Criminal Minded, to me, is one of the most underrated hip hop jams of all time because while true hip-hop heads and true hip-hop purists get it for the larger aspect of it Mm. cats cats gloss over it Mm -hmm. when you when you look at you know when you when you hear criminal minded just the track and not the whole album how can you how can anyone gloss over this but when you listen to these cats today they don't even mention criminal minded as one of the when you talk old school today the furthest back people want to go is Jay Z. You know what I mean? Because this is this is when hip hop was still in its purest form. There's nothing criminal-minded is the epitome. Period.
0: No doubt. I mean, you go into verse one, how he opens the song. I mean, I don't I don't understand how you open a song like this and do it any better, right? Criminal-minded. You've been blinded. You're looking for a style like mine, you can't find it. They are the audience, I am the lyricist. Let me ask you something, who is that? Everybody in the hip hop game. Everybody. Every other
1: hip hop, yeah. everybody. 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 Every artist, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Because because they're all checking me, because he told you in tracks prior to this one, that they keep pestering him, mm-hmm. asking me to rhyme, mm-hmm. wanting to battle me all the time. You, you're beneath me, I'm the teacher. Listen, sit down. I'm the literacy. But I love how he says, A rage and I'm not in a cage. Free as a bird to fly up on stage. Ain't here for no fronting just to say a little something. You suckers don't like me because you're all about nothing. However, now, little, little grammar police here. Anytime you put the word however or but or a word similar to those in the middle of a sentence, What you're doing is you're negating everything that came before that word. So everything I just said before that word no longer matters to what I'm about to say after that word. However, I'm really fascinating to the letter. My all around performance gets better and better. My English grammar comes down like a hammer. You need a style. I need to pull your file. I don't beg favors. You're kissing other people's asses Mm -hmm. i write and produce myself just as fast keep my hair like this got no time for jerry curls (laughs) attracting only women got no time for little girls so what he's telling you throughout that whole throughout that whole back and forth Mm -hmm. is again you're beneath me yeah from from your style your rhyming style to the women you get to your hairstyle you know what i mean to and because my intellect you know this isn't i'm doing this i honestly believe if krs1 given his rhyme ability let's say he had a decent mid-level job a, a decent job that had him as you know somebody in the middle class of america do you think krs1 would have ever dropped an album I think he would have found a way to make an impact in hip hop.
0: I do.
2: Somehow, I someway, so. he would have done it, man. I think so because remember, his his passion was so much that he left his own family at the age of sixteen. If your passion is that strong that you walk away from your own family, I don't know what his home life was like, whether it was stable or not. But you walk away from a roof over your head, four walls, and food, and you say, "Yo, I'm going out to be a, I'm going out to be a music star," and you just say, "Yo, I'm, I'm out, I'm gone." And that happens, yo. Know, I don't think there was anything stopping this, man. It was like destined. You know, one of, the, one of the things
1: that I always remember, man, is necessity is the mother of all inventions. Desperation, as they say, desperation creates geniuses. Because if you have no other option in your life except for this, and this is the only way you can see getting through, that's how criminals are made.
2: Tina Graham, the uh, godmother of comedy. But one thing she told me one time, she said, the broker you are, the funnier you are. Because you, when you have nothing, and you've given yourself that choice of saying, listen, I'm going to make it. When you got nowhere else to go, you got nothing to fall back on, your determination becomes just that much more focused and harder. And you look at people who come from desperate situations, right?
1: The more hopeless and desperate a person's situation is, the harder, the more ferocious, They're going to fight and hang on to any sort of life raft that can get them out of their situation. Any sort of life raft. You know, which is why KRS used that term vault in a couple tracks before. Anything that can get you out of your situation that's in a positive way that can help you lead a positive life later on in your life. Yo, do that. Without the struggle and the strife, you don't have that starving artist type of situation. He is the quintessential starving artist because everyone knows a homeless shelter is, you know, you're just one step away from living on the streets. To feel that level of desperation, you know what I mean, where you're fighting to survive. So it's going to bring something out of you. That that untapped potential. Sure. Something you don't something you never even reach for.
0: To add on top of that, the clarity with which KRS-One knew who he was not just as a hip-hop artist but as an intelligent black
1: man he knew he was that despite his circumstances exactly. you see exactly. what i'm saying that's my point scott now you're feeling me it's it's not so mentally daunting that you can't enjoy it but this dude in my opinion was desperate he had to do something he saw this art form out there, hip-hop. He knew what he was feeling. He saw the desperation living around him inside of those uh, homeless shelters. He heard the stories from these men, these women, these, these children. You know, some touched by substance abuse, some, some not, just hard times. So you put all that into that pot and you make that gumbo and we get crits and we get criminal-minded. It don't get no better than that. Desperation creates geniuses, people. So in your despair, understand there's something there. There's always something there that can pull you out. There's always that hand that's reaching in, grabbing you up and pulling you higher. But you just got to keep pushing. You got to keep working. And to me, that's what Chris did. And to me, that's what this first one was. Imagine KRS as a teacher. Imagine KRS as your ninth grade history teacher is all about teaching, he's all about enlightenment. So he had to do it some way, shape, or form. So he took the only thing he had at his disposal. It's, it's, it's not the quote-unquote oligarchy that it is today, you know, because hip-hop is not as wide open as some might imagine. The industry has a stranglehold on hip-hop, which is why we keep getting so much hip-hop crap, because it's not as easy to get into hip-hop as it was back when KRS did it, because the game was so open back then. Middle of verse 2,
0: KRS tells you exactly who he and Scott LaRock are representing Boogie Down Productions. There's no dispute, he defines who they are. You're a king, I'm a teacher. You're a b-boy, I'm a scholar. If this was a class, well it would go right under drama. You You see kings lose crowns, but teachers stay intelligent. Talking big words on the mic, but still irrelevant, especially when you're not college material. Wake up every morning to your Lucky charm cereal. DJ Scott LaRock has a college degree. Blastmaster KRS writes poetry. Bro, come on, man. Come on. I mean, on, he's telling you I'm not all about that, you know, perception and all that. I'm, I'm an intelligent man, and I don't need your confirmation about any of that. I'm not a dancer. I'm a smart man. You know, I study, I research. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you guys, you're just children, you're kids. You know, I'm, I'm a teacher. You know, everybody in my crew is intelligent. We have degrees. I write poetry. I mean, if that's not, right. ne- if, if, if that's not next level shit, I don't know what is, man. But then he kills
1: him, Scott. He kills mm-hmm. him with the end. Mm-hmm. He kills him. I'm living in this city known as New York State. Sucker MC's got to wait while I translate. Again, he's telling you he's above you. His cerebral prowess is far above yours. Mm -hmm. I hang with real-life dreads, with knowledge in their heads, people with ambition, and straight-up musicians, although our lives have been so uprooted. So take each letter of the KRS-1 means knowledge reigns supreme over everyone
3: you know that's why man i be telling you all the time man you know love that word love is a very serious thing and if you don't watch out i tell you that because a lot of people out here they say i love my car or i love my chain or or i'm just in love with that girl over there so for all the people out there you high with a B-plus grade. At the end of the day, I don't hit the arcade. I walk from school to my mom's apartment. i got to tell the suckers every day, don't start it. Because where I'm at, if you're soft, you're lost. To stay on course means to roll with force. A boy named Rob is chilling in a vent in front of my building with the rest of his friends.
2: This show i'd like to say always to to everybody thank you for listening thank you for keeping me employed doing comedy because i'm you know without that i'd be breaking into your house robin so i appreciate it but uh i usually sit up there at this point and i take the time to think not just the listeners listeners but my family my friends and uh you know and god because without god i wouldn't be here and all this makes so all things possible but uh I want to also put this out there because a lot of people know and some don't know some of the ones that are close to me on my on my Facebook page or that are around me every February I ask people to give up one thing in life that they've done all year long like for me I drink alcohol so for February I don't drink alcohol at all or I uh I, or I don't eat I'm a vegan so I don't eat anything uh, at all for February So I, I slimmed down a lot During February without alcohol Or any uh, kind of regular food And the reason being is that I have people around me that don't understand that What people gave up in the past For us to be here The way we are now to sacrifice for the future They don't they, Some people take for granted So I ask you uh, My listeners, my friends My family, those that can at least try it. It's only 28 days. Try and give up one thing for 28 days. I have reverends that give up uh, that have contacted me and said, "Well, I'm giving up uh, television." i had girls contact me and say, "I'm giving up uh, shopping for uh, 28 days." Or even somebody contacts me and does something as small and as petty as saying, "I'm not going to use this one credit card for 28 days," which I don't understand how that helps. But you know, people say. Anything you can give up for 22 days straight makes it a habit. So hopefully some of you will come along for the ride. Let me know how it's going. Contact me. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on my Twitter page. Hit me up. uh, Email us, whatever. Let me know how it's going if you can give up something for 28 days. Now, as we close out, I always like to close out with a positive quote. So let me tell you this. Think positive because the thoughts that you think are like a steering wheel. They move our lives in positive and the right directions. We can go right on the right path, but sometimes that steering wheel, some of us know it best. We can take a left turn, and that turn takes us down the wrong road. So think positive thoughts because our positive thoughts are our steering wheel in life, and it helps us move in the right direction. Peace. All right, I'd just like to take a few minutes to
0: uh, to thank you know, two people in particular. The first is collectively the fans and listeners of The Light Podcast. I mean, this has been something that John Detron and I have been working on very hard over the past year. And um, to, to see the community that's been developing on the Facebook page has been nothing short of overwhelming. The conversation, the lessons, you know, The things that you guys you know have been showing us and teaching us and talking to us about is completely humbling, and it drives a lot of the discussion and the talk and the research that we do as hosts of this particular show um so for that being said i just want to say i appreciate you guys you know more than you could ever possibly know i mean john l detron and i we talk about you we talk about the comments that you make pretty much all day long and so we appreciate you, you know, and we love the fact that you're there with us, you know, having these discussions. Secondly, i like to thank, you know, Hip Hop Golden Age. Um, they give us a platform, you know, to distribute this show, you know, to the masses. And, um, you know, without them, I'm not sure if we would have the reach that we have. Um, we appreciate it. You know, we're going to continue in 2016 to develop great content, write great articles, and, uh, you know, keep pushing you know, this art form that we all love and know so well. Peace.
1: All right, podcast listeners, i just like to say, you know, first and foremost, give a little love to those who give love to me, which is my family and my friends. You know, everyone has been telling me for a very long period of time that this is something that I should have been doing a long time ago. Um, a lot of people are loving the podcast, and we definitely appreciate it. One of the things I definitely want to talk about as well is, you know, some new artists that are that are coming up. You know what I mean? So please take a take a listen to some of these cats. You know what I mean? You have, um, you know, one one cat uh, for sure that I've been checking lately. Uh, like I said, is that Famo uh, Crew up out of Pittsburgh, PA? They got some new stuff coming out. Um, also, you know, want to give some love to my homeboy Jamie Battles over there at Big Shot Bob's in Pittsburgh, PA. Cor- Coriopolis, PA. If you're ever riding through there, I've, I've taken Scott around there. The wings are banging. Uh, they got some great food over there. So uh, if you're ever in the Coriopolis area, go ahead and check out Big Shot Bob's. also want to just say that you know we're really enjoying the uh, love that we've been getting on the uh, Facebook page. Please keep sharing because we're definitely enjoying that. We got the gear out there on the uh, website. So go ahead and uh, get yourself your uh, light podcast T-shirt. Um, and last but definitely not least, again, I just want to give love to everybody out there who's been showing love to us, because this is something that we really enjoy just doing. All right? You can touch anywhere on the globe, and hip-hop is there. So let's take it back because we own it, and let's take it back to the essence of what it's truly about. Three minus four.
3: Pat your hands, everybody, if you got. What it takes. Cause I'm KRX and I'm on the mic and premieres on the brakes A Grammy. I won't wear the pony, but I'm not the only MC keeping it real. When to grab the mic and smash around for girls go ill? Check the time as a rhyme, it's 1995 whenever I arrive. The party gets libel, flow with the mass rhyme. That's a behind a video.
0: Special K from the awesome two representative calls for the Blastmaster. And it's the Oop Child Teddy 10.
4: You know we down with the krs one, one, one. Since day one, all right? Ah, Ooga. Peace.